Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello! We did it! I hope you have all your fingers. Welcome back to the show. Across from me, I can see all his fingers, specifically two of them, as they're both aimed right at my face. It's Cyrus Amundsen. I love my fingers, Chad. Good morning. Good morning to you. You know, on this podcast, I'm going to jump right in. We we've have told a plethora of people to fuck off on this show. Yeah. We have problems with several people. Men arguing in Home Depot parking lots, or not even Home Depot, but, uh, you know, where you get tools. Anyways, it's going to be a good it. show so far. It's I can't think of great. words. Yeah. And, uh, you, know, the, you know, people that don't make pizzas correctly. Just a lot of people. But I, I, have, I have some folks I'd love to throw on the top of the list this morning. Okay. And they they are children that get together and sing normal songs to creepy music for horror movies. These little motherfuckers are the scariest people on planet Earth. And I don't care if it's a cartoon. I don't care if it's a normal movie. Here's what I'm talking about just, just in case. I found some music. Let me try this. There was a farmer had a name, and Bingo was his name. Oh. That kind of shit is the freakiest stuff I've ever heard in my whole life, and I can't stand it. I can't stand when kids get together and sing songs. Where is this coming from? It's coming from last night. I was just, what we do when, when we have an hour before bed, Olivia and I, instead of watching a show or trying to power through a movie, we will watch trailer after trailer oh, love after trailer. To the point where Amazon Prime is like, hey, buy a movie, bitch. Quit yeah. watching all this stuff for free. And so four of them, right? I mean, I'm ready for bed. It's dark out. And four of them are just like, one, two, gotta buckle your shoes. It's like, I'm not going to wear shoes from now on. Yeah, you creepy just, little assholes. Just a scene of a child from behind swinging on a swing. And you just <laughs> yes, hear like, Mary had a little lamb. And then you come to the front and the baby or the kid doesn't have a face. Yeah, it has a lamb's face that it's been sewn on. It's so creepy. And I don't need that shit in my life. Kids, go outside and play. Who's making you sing these goddamn songs? Twinkle, Get out of here. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> yeah, that's when you just, you don't donate to NASA anymore after that. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Anyways, let's start the show. I got to tell you, July 4th, it's July 5th right now. And July 4th, shout out to my neighbors, Phil and Tracy and the Jurgens. Man, these fireworks that go on at this lake are unbelievable. Had a great day yesterday. My mom came out. She did some swimming. Uh, you know, Olivia and I swam to this sandbar, which turns out is uh, one third mile away. And I didn't realize that till I was there and had to swim back still. And then, uh, <laughs> but then we went out on the pontoon. We went on the pontoon uh, with some neighbors at the lake. And then we watched these fireworks from the middle of the lake. It was unbelievable. I'm a, I'm a pretty big firework guy. I like also the, I love every year, like there's, there's several groups of people who don't like fireworks. One right. group that I think are very, very valid. If you uh, were in the armed services and Correct. you, I mean, I, 
jeepers fucking creepers what a nightmare fourth of july has to be yeah if you are someone who is posting on twitter about how frustrated you are about the local fireworks because of how your dogs are reacting i hope somebody kicks you so hard in your taint that you can taste their boot <laughs> the war on fireworks every year i'm a big fan of it i'm a big fan of the the like and i get it by the way i don't want dogs to suffer but also they are dogs guess what kevin barks every time somebody walks on the steps that doesn't mean i'm going to go to my neighbors and try to make them get rid of their fucking staircase like yeah. it's, hey, one, it's one day a year Fring, frong, fring, frong. Kevin the dog. Fring, frong, fring, frong. <laughs> Kevin the dog. I'd kill your dog if I heard kids singing about him. The, oh, by the way, uh, speaking of holidays, um, Jenna and I this past week went two consecutive days, 48 hours without saying a single word to one another. Ooh, it's like relationship fasting. It, and, well, let me... Let me start from the start. I don't know <laughs> if there is anyone in the United States of America, particularly, that has spent more time together this past year than Jenna and I. Like, I know everybody, because of the pandemic, was locked down and you're tight, you're close with your family more often. But unless you are a conjoined set of twins, I don't think you've out time togethered myself and Jenna. Sure. Uh, we have gone through cycles of making each other very, very angry mm -hmm. and annoying the living shit out of each other. And yep. a couple weeks ago, she started getting into me about a couple of things Ooh. and not in the fun way. And oh, okay. she, I'm not going to say what she did because I don't want to vilify her in this conversation. But she was, she was annoying the living shit out of me. And then also, she taught Kevin to, she's like been working on really like honing in his, his house training because we're in a new home. Sure. And so she's actually pretty much gotten him to go the bathroom on command outside. Nice. But she uses the word potty. Uh-huh. Which is not... You look insane when you tell a dog to say potty. And Well, yeah, if you tell a dog to say potty, you absolutely look insane because dogs can't talk. Kevin, but, Kevin, but, say but, potty. <laughs> but potty is how Eddie Murphy says party. I don't know if you remember that song. My girl wants to potty all the time. Potty. We're sixth graders going, uh, hey, Eddie, this is creepy. <laughs> the, so I told her I thought she should use a different word. Um, and she gave me a bunch of shit. And so now I take the dog out during the day. And so I'm okay. out on the lawn and I'm telling a toy poodle, I'm an adult man telling a toy poodle to potty. Yeah. And the neighbors to the right are out there and Jenna walks outside and I'm telling the dog to potty. And she just walks by and goes, don't you think you should use a little more grown up of a word? And then she just keeps going. <laughs> And so I am... Oh, point, Jenna. I'm pretty fired up. So here's how things transpired from there. She had been talking about uh, a book she was reading. Okay. And she just kept talking about it. And she kept saying, like, 
Oh, this book I was reading. Oh, I read a chapter the other day. She kept using the term reading. And then I learned she was listening to the book on her phone via book on tape. And I said, you probably shouldn't say reading. You are not reading. You are listening to a book. And she got a little uppity about that. And so I went overboard and for several days in a row kept asking her if she wanted to read the movie Dumb and Dumber or if she'd like to read some TV with me. Just being an asshole. That sounds about right. So we are at a boil. And she's cleaning out the fridge. She's making a burger and she's cleaning out the fridge and she finds some pizza toppings, some uh, pepperoni and pizza cheese. Okay. And she goes, hey, do you think I could put this on the burger? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, really? And I was like, yes. She goes, do you, you think it'd be good? I go, Jenna, it's meat and cheese. It's like a bacon cheeseburger, but pizza. It's like an Italian bacon cheeseburger. I think it'll be fine. So she gets quiet for a while. She goes, is it weird though? Do you think that'd be weird or do you think it would taste good? And I go, why, what, what is, put the fucking, yes, it's two and I fucking flipped out. I go, it's two of the best things on the earth. Of course, here, let me give you a heads up. You know, you can also have sex on vacation if you want. Did you know that you can put whipped cream on a cookie? Make the fucking pizza burger, you loser. Like it went like, it went to a tilt and then she just, started not talking to me for the rest of the mm-hmm. night. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the both of us just decided, hey, let's keep this going. And we didn't say a word to each other for 48 hours. And dude, it was kind of amazing. It was like, it was like a <laughs> nice vacation from one another. Like we were like, for two days, we were like Craigslist roommates. Just go to the fridge, <laughs> yes. get your shit. Don't touch my shit. Excuse me move i'm i'm going that way no words we just stayed out of each other's way and uh and i think it brought us closer i think we both missed each other by the time the two days was up so i think i think every three months or so we should just have we should just have ourselves a a two-day break you know and this sounds a lot like fasting but with talking and so i think i hit it on the head early on i would i would suggest from noon to eight every day not talking. Noon to eight, eight hours every day. Inter, intermittent relationship fasting. Ooh, I because uh, I love I love a relationship challenge. I love the fact that you guys weren't willing to break. Now I do want to know who said the word, who said what first. Oh, it was me. It was me. I walked into the living room and I was like, "Can I be done with this? I'm ready to be friends again." And then she was <laughs> like, "Yep, we're done." And then we just. The thing is, we didn't have to, what I really appreciated is we didn't have to settle it. I didn't have to go, you're right, potty is a good word for dogs to go to the bathroom. And she didn't have to go, I totally get why pizza burgers make sense. We just still both thought each other was a fucking idiot, but we were ready to be best friends again. Well, good for you. Because a lot of times, and guess what? I don't think she was willing to break. I'm going to tell you that. I think she could have gone three weeks without talking to you. Yeah, oh, probably. Do you think when a spouse murders another spouse, do you think they regret it and they think, ah, should should have just taken a talking break? Like, do you think it's ever, or do you think, <laughs> you think it's, it's? I mean, no, probably not. That's usually about money and stuff. 
I well, I think like when you're in prison, you might think, oh shit, I could have just done this, and yeah. then my kids still would have had someone to live with. Yeah. Do you ever? Do you? Do you ever? Well, I don't. I try not to watch a lot of murder porn, but do you ever watch it and you think they're like, he killed her because he wanted to be with his mistress Teresa. You're like, well, he could have just divorced her. What was she gonna <laughs> do? Like. The guys and the women who murder their partners so they can be with their other partner, and I know there's usually a financial element involved, but there's you like, dude, there's usually ways around it. <laughs> yeah. One, two, maybe a lawyer's for you. <laughs> I hate those kids so much. Hey, you know, uh, so dogs. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going on the dog streak. Sure. I mean, I know you were talking about something else, but now sure. I'm bringing dogs back into it. Sure. We have neighbors. Mm -hmm. They have a dog, and Poe was outside running around playing with his dog, and uh, I heard Poe yelp, and I'm like, what's happening? And so I went over, and he's yelping again, and this dog is chewing Poe's ear. And so I go, hey, and they go, oh my god, my dog is hurting your dog. And I go, why are, in my head, I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are you laughing at that? Why are you smiling and telling me that? It's like, oh, it's so funny. My dog's hurting your dog. And I, I just was ready to lose my mind. I go, this can't even be reality. So I grab Poe and I bring him inside. And then I realized, I'm, I'm, call, I call my, our friend Dave Huntsberger. And okay. I go, there is an Australian shepherd doodle, you know, biting my dog's ear. And they're laughing that he's hurting the dog. And he goes... Is it H-E-R-D? And I go, oh, oh, they're saying he's herding because he's a shit. He's an Australian <laughs> shepherd. He's herding the dog. So now I have to calm way down and I'm laughing so hard. I'm like, I don't understand that there can be two words in English that sound alike but mean different things. It was a real oh, eye opening moment. I can't even imagine because you just disarmed me with the second half of that story because I was getting revved up because there's nothing I hate more than the pet owners who are like, he's fine. No, come on, man. He's <laughs> Dude, Greg does that all the time with his Mastiff. He's got this 170-pound Mastiff that looks like it eats hearts for breakfast. And yeah. he's like, he'll just like, it's just hanging out off the leash, running around like it, like it protects a junkyard. And people walk by and get nervous, and he's like, Norm's fine. You're like, that person might be scared of, like, pugs. You know, there are people who are just scared of dogs. You can't have a fucking, yeah. you can't have the Suge Knight of dogs just cruising around <laughs> your lawn unleashed. I had a friend bring his dog on a pon the pontoon, and the dog was freaking out and puked because oh, he, I think he was so nervous. And then he just kept going, no, he's fine. The dog's fine. And then my buddy was sitting on the back of the pontoon trying to get the ladder. And I just gunned it. And so he fell in. And he's like, <laughs> come back and get me. And I was like, dude, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Just swim to the pontoon. You're fine. Oh, I, you're I love turning it around on humans. Yeah. I. Uh, side note, I have been thinking about, speaking of dogs, I've been thinking about developing an insufferable personality trait. Oh, guess what? <laughs> you're there no i mean you're there several times over i mean i'm I, I i'm thinking about like a defining one okay and one of them and i, I want your thoughts on them one of them okay. i thought of was like guy who refers to his dog as his son you know like really genuinely Ooh. like when all my siblings are sending school pictures i send like a picture of 
Kevin in a bow tie with like a dog backpack or some shit. Like really, really unlikable shit, but I'll lean yeah, into it. Yeah, that sounds horrible, yeah. But the reason I thought it was I was out on a walk and I was several neighborhoods away. And there's, there's all these people out there who get so into a hobby where you walk into their house or like a thing where you walk into their home and you're like, whoa, you really love horses. You're like, what is, like you can't, <laughs> there's okay. so much horse art in this house. And one of my favorites is the midlife crisis motorcycle people. I love them. Not like. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Is this, are you talking about the dentist that goes to Sturgis while his motorcycle is on a trailer? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the characters from the movie Wild Hogs. My dad's, my dad's favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I hate that so much. And so I just, and, and I'll say, I don't, my sister wasn't old enough to have a midlife crisis, but my sister Janine went through a motorcycle phase and her motorcycle okay. phase was amazing because she had like a gateway motorcycle phase where <laughs> she, she didn't go straight to like a Harley or some big badass motorcycle. She got one of those. Have you ever seen those things that have three wheels, two in the back? Not, not a three-wheeler, like an old like Kid Rock-style three-wheeler. I'm talking about like these new ones. They look like a crotch rocket, but they have three wheels. Yeah, I think they still call them trikes, though. Yeah. At least I know every, all of my friends that make fun of them call them trikes. Dude, anytime I see a guy driving one of those, I'm like, well, there's a guy with erectile dysfunction. Yeah, it's like, what did you, hurt your ear in an accident and you can't balance on two wheels? You're a grown-up. <laughs> so... So she rode one of those, and here's the thing: I get what I get why people ride all these things. I'm sure riding on that thing is cool, but uh, when you see it, it's uh, it's it's not cool. But she was a woman, so it made sense. That's very sexist, but I'm not gonna. There's a difference <laughs> oh, between yes. a woman. And bring it on! Bring the fucking messages on. There is no way that a guy riding one of those trikes is cooler than a woman riding one of those trikes. So anyway, so she gateways through the trike. Then she gets into a Harley. She had a gang of rough-and-tumble lady bikers that she ran around with, and they went all over the country. She was, it was a good hobby, but she never took it to the, you know, she had like a fucking poster of Easy Rider in her garage for a while that I made fun of a lot. Yeah, thank you. I hope you got a couple shots in for me. And so, but, you know, there are those guys who like, they're like a 49-year-old accountant, and they get a Harley, and then you walk into their house, and you're like, a lot of Harley stuff in here, isn't there, Jeff? Like, just like Harley teddy bears and a Harley clock. Basically, you find out that the guy is so personality-less that at holidays, no one ever knows what to get him. And then when they find out he has a Harley, they're like, well, just get him a Harley tie. Like, it's <laughs> just... So I love... You, you walk into his dining room, and there's a gavel on the table because he can't get a, he can't get a biker gang, so he just asks his family to do things for him. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, I need one of you guys to go egg the neighbor's yard. And he knocks the gavel on the table. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's he's the guy who, the guy who his wife gets him the leather jacket for Christmas that has his little gang name on the back of it. Like the open air riders. Like, is that, is that <laughs> your little team? And ooh, so ooh, cool MC man. And so I, Oh, I think motorcycle like motorcycle people are very very funny. The, well, 
there's no middle ground. Motorcycle people are just either incredibly funny or I would never make fun of you in 100 million years. Like the real motorcycle people, you're like, hello, I respect you. I'm going to talk about you in my house where you can't hear me, but certainly not to your face. Yeah, the, I, I know a group like that. So Milwaukee, the comedy club there, the owner of the comedy club used to be part of a nationwide MC, which is motorcycle club, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I mean, with the jackets and the patches and you have to like patch in and you have to be, you know, you, you eat shit for like the first year, like legit. When you watch Sons of Anarchy, it was that kind of thing. And then the 100th anniversary of Harley Davidson made, I don't know if I've told this, I'm going to tell it in, I don't care. 100th anniversary of Harley Davidson's in Milwaukee and I'm there that weekend. And so, so is his whole bike gang is there. And they're having meetings and he goes, hey, you need to go to Harley Davidson. That's where the radio show is tomorrow. And I need you to do a great job because this is very important weekend to me. And I go, no problem. And mm -hmm. so I go, hey, I'll have you. I'll have a Jager bomb. We're playing shut the box, the dice game at sure. the bar. And I go have a Jager bomb. And the manager goes, don't drink. This is really important. I go, I have never missed radio. <laughs> Not ever in my life. Give me a break. Cut to, it's like four in the morning. I'm on the back of some like old biker chick, Harley, her Harley. And then the other comedian is on her husband's Harley. And we are just <laughs> riding around town. I wake up the next day with against a pile of dirt. Like they're doing construction downtown. And we just laid against the pile of dirt to go to sleep. And my phone's off. And I go, oh my God, it's like 1030. And oh, I could not, no. I was, yeah, I was so scared. So the condo in Milwaukee is kind of kitty corner from the club and you can see everything that's going on in the parking lot. And the owner of the club is sitting out there with two, I thought, I thought it was two teams of chicken, like they were going to play chicken, okay. but it was just two giant human beings. It wasn't one on top of another. <laughs> it was just one whole person. And so I walk over there just apologize because I get a call. He goes, hey, you're fired. Here's the deal. Uh, get out of the condo, all the stuff. I go, yep, no problem. And I see JD when I walk out to my car and I go, right, I'm going to go talk to him. So I go over there and he's sitting and like, like a king, right? And he has a cane with like a, the, the Jurassic Park knob on top with yeah. a mosquito that you can make dinosaurs from. <laughs> and he's sitting there and... I go over and I go, hey, I just want you to know, I cannot even begin to tell you how sorry I am about this. And I just let him know, like, this is what you've meant to me. And I go, I just wanted you to know that this was not on purpose. I'm sorry. And then one of the giant real motorcycle people stepped towards me and I go, oh, no. And so I just turned my head a little bit so he could see my temple. So he could punch it and not miss and break my ocular bone. And so I just shut my eyes and I thought, this is it. I'm going to get my head smashed in. And then JD tapped his cane two times like a movie and the guy backed up again. It was the fucking craziest thing that's ever happened to me. And then I kind of opened one eye, you know, and you're like looking around like, uh oh, did everyone die? And I just, JD like had a tear in his eye and he was like, here's the deal. You're still fired, but you can stay at the condo. I want you to enjoy this weekend because it 
you're important to me and this is a special weekend for me. And I was like, what's happening? So I just spent the 100th anniversary of Harley Davidson in Milwaukee, having the time of my life not having to work and then getting home with no money and having to explain that. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> That's not the important part. It was crazy. So there are real motorcycle people. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, we should just move on to the next topic because there's no way my silliness can follow. You have never told that story on this podcast, and it's, that's incredible. It was so scary. There are maybe two times in my life I've given my temple up <laughs> just as a subservient, like when a dog lays down, is like, go ahead and eat me. I don't <laughs> care. You're the alpha. I gave my temple up, just like, he's going to smash my face in. And then just two taps. Ah, it was so crazy. So I'm on a walk to another neighborhood, and this is not this is not a two-tap biker. This is a dental biker. <laughs> and I can't guarantee that. I just know it. And I walk by their house, and they have an American flag. Uh, yeah. And I'm not going to get into the conversation about American flags and how, uh, you know, this big argument that both sides are having that seems hypocritical from every direction about what you can do with an American flag and what you can't do. Right. And uh, so, but this, and you've seen them where you're like, oh, there's a police officer flag. There's a firefighter's flag. There's a soldier yep. flag. Like, you, you know what they're, they're doing. This was a Harley Davidson flag. <laughs> Are you for real? So it had an orange stripe <laughs> and it said the word Harley Davidson. And then there was some little inscription under it that I, I was like, I'm not going to walk on this guy's lawn to get close enough to read those letters just in case. But I had never seen a thin orange line flag before. <laughs> like I'd never seen a back the Harley flag before. And it made me laugh so hard. Like if I, if I can find out for sure that that's a dentist, dude, or like just some nubby yeah. nub who hauls his bike around on a trailer, I'm absolutely like, you should come up here and we should just go out and stand in his driveway when he's leaving for work one morning and just pledge his Harley flag like, ah, Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of Vroom Vroom. <laughs> Just us out there That's with our so hands great. on our heart. <laughs> like, to the leather pants that help us stand. There's a, there's a guy that lives in the house where I grew up, and he has a, I thought, just a Joe Biden sign in his window mm -hmm. and then i had i was walking poe and i had to go closer to it like almost all the way to the house and it says is a dumbass <laughs> under joe biden but from the road it just looks like he loves and still supports joe biden it's really funny it's like i don't know why you would put the most important part in fine print yeah yeah but yeah. It, it is an interesting strategy fuck in two inches joe biden in 30 inches yeah right exactly yeah, it's pretty interesting. I like it. I love the idea of a Harley flag because uh, you're right. There are so many hypocritical. It's like you can't do this when dealing with a flag or you cannot play quarterback anymore. However, I will write whatever I want on my flag. It's just back and forth and it, none of it makes sense. It's so awesome to watch society crumble. Uh, I kinda, I'm just going to sit back, make some popcorn. Don't even care. With now, liberty not, and justice for... 
I'm still I'm still working on my Harley flag pledge. One nation under Keith, indivisible with goatees and sunglasses for all. I don't I don't have anything. Is this what it feels like to be a musical comedian who's not Henry Phillips? Or Bo Burnham. Have you seen that? It's special? so good. Yeah, I told you. I I fucking it's here can we have a can we have a real moment? Can you and I have a transparent moment I'd with our to. audience? I'd love to. There was a point a decade ago when Kyle Cease was touring the country pitching his grifter nonsense trying to sell classes and uh, stand-up comedy classes and just basically stealing money from people. And it was right about the time that Bo Burnham was getting pretty famous on YouTube. Yeah. And... There was a vibe between the two of us where we we really didn't like Kyle Cease. We didn't know a ton about Bo Burnham, but I think neither of us at that point loved the idea that somebody was going to get immensely famous on YouTube who was like a child. Well, for me, it was the it was the music. I didn't know anything about it. So so uh, here's the kind of musical comedy I came up with. Right. When I was on the road, I had to do bar gigs forever. So you'd go. Oh my God, I just choked on my own spit. <laughs> How's your day going, chubs? All right, so I, uh, I had to do all these bar gigs and I would go in and I'd be the opening guy. And I spent all this time writing these jokes and they, they meant a lot to me because I was like, oh man, I just want to see one person, his, their eyes light up when I say this point because like, oh, they agree with me. I got so excited. And then the headliner would go on stage and do a uh, do a parody of a Bon Jovi song about weed. And it's like, I've seen a million joints and I've smoked them all. And the crowd would just go, oh my God, this is amazing. And I wanted to, I mean, I was on suicide watch for seven of the 22 years I've done comedy. Because of musical comedy. And you're yeah. to blame. You gave this room a bad stain. And people are like, this is the height of art and culture. How did he think of it? How did he think of it? People are pulling their hair out. Oh my, I've heard this song and I've never thought of it. It's, it's maddening. And then you see, you see someone like Henry Phillips. Yeah. Go up and... And he is a master musician and a genius. And he, there's no covers. He's writing his own stuff. And his in-between song, Crowd Banter, is, is funny. He could put the guitar down and use that as just stand-up, and he murders. Yep. It's like Mike McRae, the best impressionist yes. I've ever seen, who also does Absolutely. amazing comedy. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I see Bo Burnham's new special, and I'm just, my jaw hits the floor. Yeah, I mean... I, so I had gotten the chance, so winding all the way back to that time period, we, you and I were going to go up at Acme's open mic as Kyle Cease and Bo Burnham. And because you were short, stocky with facial hair, you were going to get to be Kyle Cease. And because I was a gangly, you know, a tall, gangly child, I was going to have to be Bo Burnham. And had we ever made that decision... That would have only reflected poorly on me. You would have been the hero forever because Kyle C still fucking sucks. And Bo Burnham, I remember, so like after, because I didn't know a ton about him other than just the same as you conceptually, like musical comedy. I, right. You know, and then you combine that with YouTube. 
and then you start realizing, oh, this kid's kind of good. And then I got to, he's getting very famous, and I got to open for him at Wichita State. And I was okay. like... The Shockers? Yeah, the Shockers. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was, I had, you know, it's like when you see Maria Bamford or Jimmy Pardo or one of these people who, I, we, Huntsberger, we put him in that category, who yes. just does stand up differently. And you just go, what the fuck is, and then that special, I don't even, if we start talking about it, I'm going to sound like a psycho because I don't even, I can't even conceptualize being that creative. You know, it's unbelievable. And he's a fantastic actor. I just saw him in a movie and he's lights out. I've never seen Bo Burnham's old stuff. Yeah. And I probably will not go back and watch just to let you know. But what he's doing right now in his career is it's it's uh it's changing the game i would say also rory scovel just put yes. out a special I was where just he did say that. all all this stand up of of no, nothing written he goes up with nothing and creates a show on the spot it's on so you can go to rory scovel's youtube channel too and you can watch that he's one of the funniest guys i've ever seen and has in my opinion the best late night set i've ever seen when uh conan was in that theater and Rory's walking over the crowd on the armrests talking to people. It, it was on, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in standup on late night. Rory is in my top five of all time. He's fucking unbelievable. And that special is so good. Let's get back to what's really important here, Chad, now that we've okay. fluffed a bunch of strangers nuts, which one of these, and we, we can shut it down with this, which one of these personality traits should okay. I, develop horrible insufferable dentist biker personality traits okay i'm gonna throw them at you you give me your thoughts i'm ready first one and by the way these are all things i disdain so i think it'd be interesting to try them on okay so number one is dog parent the guy who and i don't mean as a joke i mean very genuinely like when you're talking to me about olivia i'm like yeah man kevin He's been really sleepy lately. I don't know what's going on with him. We got to maybe switch up his vitamins. Like really calling him my son, discussing my dog as though he's a child. Amongst I don't I don't think I don't think that's going to be as natural for you. I'm willing to listen to all of them, but I don't think that's going to be as natural for you because you had a problem with potty. Sure. So I, I, I think I think that's going to come across as forced. So I'm interested to hear the other options. I mean, just remember, I can commit. I am a. Oh, oh, I know you can commit. Don't talk to your wife for two days. I got it. Uh, number two, conspiracy guy. I think, and and the sort of conspiracy guy who isn't just a conspiracy because a lot of conspiracy guys just run in circles with other conspiracy guys. I want to be sure. the conspiracy guy who brings conspiracies to the rest of the people in my life in a way that they can't handle. You can know? you give me an example? Like, so you're like, hey, the fireworks start at. 8:45 uh, on Saturday night, and I go, "Hey, do you know what started at 8:45 on the morning of September 11th, 2001? The realization that our shadow government isn't as prepared as they believe. You know, like you know what I'm saying? Like I can just oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Any any, I, I recently started learning about the theory of chemtrails, which is the funniest thing I've ever read or learned about in the history of the world. Um, but so, yeah, so I think I could happily be like a, a staunch shadow government guy, like the chain of command government, you know, like sure. I could get into that and I could be real unsuff- insufferable that way. 
Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. I also, side note, and maybe I didn't- Are those the two? Oh, I've got, I've got five of them. I'm gonna let oh, you pick out a five. Oh dear, okay. And I just thought of another one, doomsday prepper guy. I think, and you know what? That's for a, that's probably for a larger conversation because I do think I would be a yeah. dynamite doomsday prepper. But that's here's what I think. I think you'd be dynamite at getting people scared about doomsday, but not great at prepping. Oh, I don't know. I think I'd be great at everything leading up till the actual doomsday. And then I think I would be very bad post doomsday. Well, here's what I think. I think you'd be great at asking Jenna to go get like cans of food, but oh, yeah. then also taking credit for getting the cans of food. Well, did I pay for them? So in that way, I think you would be good at it. Did I pay for the cans of food? Oh, here we go. <laughs> then I deserve some fucking credit, okay? Hey, did you uh, pay for the movers? I can't remember. I did pay for the movers. I oh, did okay. pay for okay. the movers that moved us into our house. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'd be a week and a half post doomsday and i'd be like hey guys do you have any humera and it would just be going <laughs> really poorly um this is my one of my least favorite guys but i put it on the list lawn guy guy who's really proud of his lawn guy who talks about his lawn guy who you oh, know my fucking god you should see i have three piles of leaves in my yard and everyone Everyone around here has an idea about what I should do. One guy goes, hey, I, I, I'm putting them in a seven cubic unit cart and bringing them back in the woods and dumping them. And I like that because it gives me a break from raking and I can walk back and I, I get my steps in, man. This is my, this is my exercise. Sure. And some guy comes by and goes, hey, you should get a tarp. And I go, oh, I can't. I already spent all my money on a t-shirt that says mind your own business. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Just get the fuck out of here. They're my, it's my yard. It's just stop. Do you want me to tell you what I think you should do? I think you should yes. mulch them up and burn them. Use them throughout get the summer as the basis for your campfires. And that's just what I would do as a lawn guy. Um, how about <laughs> supplements guy? And my sister is technically not, not Janine, not Easy Rider Janine. This is Juice Plus Emily. My sister Emily got really into a supplement <laughs> that, uh, I mean, she's probably not going to, you want to talk about not talking to me? Just by bringing this up on the podcast, she probably won't talk to me for the rest of the summer. Um, but she is involved in a, um, a company that sells dehydrated fruits and vegetables into pill form so that you can get them in or something. It's called Juice Plus. But I think just just from naturally being around her, I think I'd be a really good talks about supplements guy. I would love to see you in the supplements guy uh, realm. Yeah, I think I think I would be. Okay, can I tell you about how krill helps with joint mobility? See, I already like it. It's, that's what, that, that, it's more natural than the other ones. Um, yeah, you ever seen a, you ever seen a whale holding its hip? No, you haven't. <laughs> krill. So the last one is a uh, white guy really into Asian culture. <laughs> I, I hate this on several levels because it brings me back to when my grandmother used to go into a Chinese restaurant where we'd all meet and then she would speak in a Chinese accent. And my sister and I couldn't even eat because our foreheads were on the table out of fucking pure embarrassment and we weren't allowed to leave the booth. Oh. Yeah, 
Well, I don't, I mean, I'm more going to celebrate the culture. No, it was, it was a disaster. I have, I can't even, right now, I'm like, uh, I'm a little tingly. I don't have anxiety or whatever all that stuff is, panic attacks. Uh, but goddamn, just thinking about that makes my body tingle. Imagine immigrating to America, doing everything that comes with that to get here starting a family, deciding to start a restaurant because you know that's your best chance to earn a living and give your kids a chance so they can give their kids a chance to actually, sure. you know, really establish a life in this country. And you set up roots in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, and some old white crow comes in and talks to you in an affair. It was the what craziest a, thing in the world. What a journey. She, at one point, my sister and I had to say, <clears throat> Grandma, we're not going there unless you can promise us that this won't happen. And she goes, guys, I promise. Why would I do that? If you guys don't want me to do it, I won't do it. And then the lady comes, takes our order, and she orders naturally, and we're like, all right, we're out of the woods. And then she waits for like three minutes, and she takes a drink of her pop, and she goes, oh, this Diet Pepsi is amazing. But in a typical, what you would think of, Stereo, old white yeah. lady Asian accent. And we would just throw our hands in the air and be like, we cannot fucking bring you anywhere. <laughs> I got lucky. My grandma, my grandma lo loved Chinese restaurants, loved, loved them, but never. I, for a woman who lived to be 103, she sure, you know, which puts her, uh, she died in 2018, I believe which if you do 103, that's 1915. So someone born in 1915, I spent a lot of time with my grandma. I never heard her say anything within a ocean of racist, which is pretty impressive for an old whitey like that. Oh, hey everybody, I'm Cy Amundsen, and my grandma wasn't racist. Thank Have you ever heard about Chad's grandma? She hates everybody. Well, hey. Maybe I'm, hey, maybe I'm, maybe that's my new thing. My family's better than your family. Let's try it again. Tell me something else about someone in your family. Oh, you think, oh, listen to this. I forgot to tell you this. <laughs> my dad used to tell me this story nonstop about this uncle. He was right. Oh my God, this fuck, this is how we wrap it up. He was riding on the back of his uncle's motorcycle. They got into an accident. The motorcycle handlebar split the guy's uh, abdomen open. Oh no. And he still managed to catch my dad from like landing on the street, caught him in his arms. My dad told me that story every month, I bet you. And it ju I just remembered it because I read about a motorcycle crash. And so I'm thinking, Uncle Ronnie? Is it Uncle Ronnie that caught my dad? And so I have my sister on it i called her and i said remember this story she goes yeah of course i go get on it is it uncle ronnie ask him if he has a scar in his abdomen from a motorcycle accident and uncle ronnie hasn't called her back in like three months and i'm like that's the daniel's way it's classic classic daniel's also that can you imagine being the uncle who you know sacrifices his abdomen and his like your abdomen is already ripped. 
you're crashing to the ground and you have the wherewithal to sacrifice your safety to save your nephew from crashing to the ground because you know how important his life is. His whole future is right in front of him. And then for 50 years, that uncle had to call in and check in. He goes, hey, uh, what's Steve up to? Uh, well, he just stole his son's car and identity. And he's like, he just rubs the scar on his stomach. He's like, ah, bummer. I got to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.